welcome to Life Pairings, where two Canadian alcohol connoisseurs mix life events and libations. Hello, I'm Carla Richards. And I'm Brittany Lysing. And this is Life Pairings. Because life is hard, so pair it with alcohol. Get your boots and cowboy hat on. And get ready to spend the next 12 hours in the hot sun riding bulls and standing in line for beer. Today's life pairing is Stampede with Caesars. We're discussing what's bigger than Buckingham Palace and seafood cocktails. Let's get into it. Yay! <laughs> what does a stampede mean to you, Carl? Oh my god, it's so important to me. I was actually a child that was uh, shipped off every two weeks during stampede to the cabin. So <laughs> my parents couldn't have to deal with it. And I have been a fan since. I think because of that, right. I've become obsessed with it. I've come back every year for it now. I'm centered my wedding around it. <laughs> that's true. Yeah. I was a bridesmaid. That's right. I, yeah, I, everything is really important. I know it's very controversial, um, but I think that kind of encapsulates Canada in a little bit of a way, and especially Calgary, so. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's a uh, very proud history, the Stampede, but also it's, you know, mixed in with a lot of other stuff. That's uh, maybe not so proud for the folks. The Stampede was a big part of my upbringing. Yeah. You know, like, it was really, like, my mom and my aunt would take us to the parade every year. Uh-huh. And we just, like, our tiny little, like, five-year-old bums were in Wrangler jeans and boots. And <laughs> my mom and aunt would do our hair. And, like, it was a really big tradition to go to the parade. My dad would take off work. We went on kids' day. Yeah. You know, so it was always very, uh, yeah, and it's it's a proud Calgary heritage. Like, it's really been around for generations, mm-hmm. and it's something that I think brings the city together. Yes. Yeah. And really makes everybody feel uh, excited and proud, and uh, yeah, it's our thing, man. We, we celebrate our Western heritage. Yeah, and uh, for those who don't know what the Stampede is, the best way I figured out to describe it is it's the Cowboy Mardi Gras of the North. <laughs> That is actually a really good description. A lot of sex, a lot of alcohol. Oh boy, it's not—it's not just like it's essentially—it's a fair. Yes, but with I mean, rides and yeah, games and. But it's really like what it really is—is is the entire city for ten days. I mean, businesses stay open, but everybody—if you're especially if you're downtown next to the fairgrounds. You're not working. Yeah. Like, there are pancake breakfasts every morning. There's, like, lineups around every block for free pancakes. There's uh, oil CEOs dressed in cowboy attire pretending they're <laughs> pretending they're peasant among us peasants. Yes, yes. They're like, hey, look, we're one of you. You're like, that's a $400 Western shirt. Yeah. Everybody in Calgary has Western attire. Yeah. Which maybe we get, you know, made fun of, but it's really part of our city and really part of our heritage and... It's like everybody uh, is in cowboy shirts and boots and jeans and cowboy hats yep. and scarves. And it's really, it, it's really something we look forward to. Yeah. And it is, um, I mean, they have the rodeo. They have a lot of uh, agricultural stuff going on. So, I mean, it is, uh, initially, I think it was kind of a, a little bit of a vaudeville show, a little bit of a wild western show. Yeah. Um, but it's also a rodeo competition, so... There's lots going on. Also, it's just a lot of drinking. It's mostly, it's very <laughs> alcohol-centric. Yes. So it's it's so funny. Most events that we do, is they're not necessarily alcohol-centric. <laughs> like, the Stampede doesn't necessarily need to be paired with booze, but mm-hmm. we were just like, hey, let's make it something, one thing special. <laughs> well, and I think uh, we should mention why we picked Caesars. 
Yeah. Uh, is, or I don't know if you, your reason is the same as my reason. Yeah. Uh, it's because the first tent in the grounds is the Clamato tent. Yes. And so we do not get any further than that. No. For at least two hours. Literally, we walk in the ground gates, and uh, to the right is the Coca-Cola stage, which is a music uh, stage. They bring in a lot of great bands. Yep. And then to the left is the Caesar tent. And <laughs> God love you and bless your soul if you can make her past the Caesar Ugh. tent. Because we, it, it's two hours in before we're yeah. like, what do we do next? You and know? they give you stuff sometimes. We've got little beer cozies from there. We've got... Oh, yeah. Sky- yeah, you just... So hard. It's a blast. It's, uh, <laughs> it truly is like a, it's a it's a really good time. I do, I dove into the psychology, Carla. Ooh, um, good, good. <laughs> you know, I, I I I didn't know what to look up. Like, if I'm being completely honest, I do I look up if it's good to go on rides? Do I look up if it's good to like I look eat up, a lot of donuts? Eat a lot of donuts, like. What I figured is, it's as good for you as it isn't. Right. Because it's, it's kind of a wash. I made a list of all of the things that you could do at the Stampede. Gamble, drink, eat, go to the rodeo, watch live bands from all over the world, uh, watch live performances from the Young Canadians, which is a, a, a youth musical group here in, in Calgary. Uh, there's fireworks, there's super dogs. Yeah. The super dogs. Yeah, if, you yeah. super, if you're not familiar with the super dogs, it's like agility uh, courses for dogs, and you're just—it's hard not to get into it. Yeah. Uh, amusement rides, amusement games, which is just gambling for children. <laughs> there are, you know, there's pancake breakfasts all over the city. Uh, the entire city really, truly does participate. Everybody is essentially drunk for an entire week and a half. Yeah. We do uh, celebrate the, the the roots of uh, our indigenous people at the uh, Stampede as well. That's a very focal part of it. Yeah. And we celebrate the cowboy heritage as well, the yep. Western heritage. A lot of country music. A lot of country music. I love country music. Uh, I am one of the four Canadians. <laughs> I, don't, I think you'd be surprised. I mean, they have like a concert, big concert here that comes cu- Country Thunder. Yeah. And that thing's packed, man. I know. It's just that no one I know likes country music. <laughs> I like country music, but I'm more of a 90s country kind well, of Well, yeah, you're a little snobby on the... I am a little snobby. I'm like, I want to hear, uh, I want to hear like old Garth Brooks, Vince Gill, <laughs> and then I'm like a nerd about country music. Yeah. Like, I want to hear like Charlie Daniels and mm. Waylon Jennings and... Mm-hmm. Like, I'm really, uh, do- like, Dolly Parton's my fucking oh my God. girl, man. Like, working nine to five. <laughs> what a way to make a living. <laughs> she, is a, she is a saint and a... Why can't she be president? <laughs> Dude, I love Dolly Parton. She One of my favorite quotes from Dolly Parton was, uh, she's got, like, a trash can uh, with her face on it that she sells. Yeah. And it's because her mom told her she was, don't look like that, you look trashy. She's like, I always thought that was a good thing. So I put my face on the trash can. <laughs> I just was like, dude, she's yeah, the best. She but, is. Uh, it, it truly is. There, there, there was so many things to look into, uh, you know, other than just uh, it creates a sense of community. It mm-hmm. really brings this city together. Yeah. It's something we all celebrate. So it creates a, a sense of unity and, and community and togetherness. And then you can't look into all, like, some of these things, really good. Gambling, probably not that great. Right. But amusement rides. Super fun. Give you a little uh, adrenaline rush, right? Give you an adrenaline rush. Pancake breakfasts are probably just as good for you as they are bad for you. They sometimes have fruit. There's orange juice, right? There's always orange juice. (laughs) There's always bacon or sausage. Yeah. Pancakes. Pancakes. A lot of maple syrup, obviously. We're, like, talking about this like you know what this is, but... (laughs) 
yeah, it's just, it's very confusing. I always forget this until, like, I bring somebody in. They're like, what is happening here? <laughs> and I'm like, oh, we just have free breakfast in the parking lot. Yeah. Here. It, tomorrow we're going to a different parking lot to have a different pancake breakfast and for it's free. Essentially, every business in Calgary puts on a stampede breakfast. Yeah. So there's like what they do is they just take like the Walmart parking lot and then they put hay bales in there and they set up like a temporary stage and they just have like there used to be a lady that always got hired for stampede. Her name was Shania Twin. <laughs> and she was just like a Shania Twain act. Yeah. She always got hired, and I, I like, saw her at every Stampede breakfast. But they have, like, clowns, and it's just, like, truly, like, it's everybody participates. It's, I can imagine, incredibly overwhelming for somebody who's never been. Yeah. Although I've had a lot of people come visit. As I said, I've made my whole wedding come to the Stampede. So we had all of our uh, Scottish family out, and uh, they loved it. They thought it was great. Yeah. Yeah, they can't wait to come back and, uh, and celebrate, so... Yeah, it is a, it's a weird thing. I think it does kind of, like I said, um, symbolize a lot of what Calgary is. The Calgary is very much a community that pulls together, and they have a little bit of a problem with some adversity. There was the flooding. Right. Right, like six years ago, 20, no, it was 2013, 2013? Yeah, yeah 2013, I think. Yeah. We made t-shirts that said, come hell or high water. Yeah, I got and, one of those. And so do I. Well, and this is going to be, this is really not, it's pretty sad for us this year with the COVID. Like, we're not, it's not going to happen, and I don't know another year. I think it maybe got canceled during the war. Right. I'm pretty heartbroken. Yeah. yeah. This is something that, I mean, truly as Calgarians we look forward to, so it it being canceled. But instead, uh, Carla has really (laughs) put her uh, uh, nose to the grindstone and figured out uh, a a little way around this. We're going to do our own stamping. Yeah. Yeah, in someone's backyard. <laughs> yeah, it's all going to be social distancing. Everybody picks a, a booth to represent. I'm going to do mini donuts. What are you doing? I'm doing something that's very classy and new to what? the Stampede, yeah. the uh, Wine Oasis, where they have tons of, obviously, wine, charcuterie, and a lot of very amazing art, and a lot of it's local, and a lot of it's a lot of money. So every year I take my husband around and I go, can we have this one? And he's like, we do not have $15,000. <laughs> and I go, but it's an investment. It's also after like a couple of bottles of wine. So oh, yeah. but that's that's my station. The Wine Oasis, it's called. <laughs> yeah. And that's another place we get stuck in is the Wine Oasis. Oh. I always feel like we finish off the evening in the Wine Oasis. Yeah. It's, yeah. It, it, the funny thing about the Wine Oasis is it really has no part in Stampede. No. It has nothing. It's just air conditioned. It. It's just air conditioning. But a lot of the art is western inspired there's a lot of artists indigenous artists and but yeah dude it's it like there is so much of everything for everybody so Mm -hmm. we're going to try to recreate that on a very small scale (laughs) in our dear friend uh her her and her husband's backyard (laughs) and uh it's going to be a blast so even though we uh we can't uh be at the stampede this year i think we're going to try our best to uh uh, make it it on a mini scale yeah uh, yeah embody this spirit of, of the stampede. So for the history section, I'm going to talk a little bit about what was called the Indian Village, and now, thankfully, they've changed the name to the Elbow River Camp. So this is another sort of part of the stampede that has been there since it started in 1912. And what happened was, back in uh, 1877, a lot of treaties were signed in Western Canada, uh, forcing... Like both most of the indigenous people of the Treaty Seven area, uh, off their land and put onto reservations, and then they were also not allowed to practice many of their customs or speak their language. And this was all part of the Indian Act, 
which essentially aimed to eradicate indigenous culture in Canada. That was unfortunately kind of what they what they thought was best at the time, which that's dumb. Yeah, not. we found out not great. Yeah, uh, they couldn't even vote. They couldn't leave the reservation without permission. So the founder of the Stampede, uh, Guy Wiedek, in 1912, he wanted to have the indigenous culture as part of the Stampede because it really was, he was sort of saying, like, there is no Western culture without the uh, First Nations people. So he went to, uh, he actually had to go to the government of Canada to allow and get permission to get the elders to be involved in this event because they weren't allowed to do any of their dances or their music or dress in their um, their outfits. So in exchange for them being able to do this, he then was like, well, we're going to treat this village as a bit of a tourist attraction. Which is just, I know that it's, and this is a little bit of a sidebar, like I understand that it's, you know, some people are like, hey, like we're celebrating the indigenous heritage here, but I have indigenous roots and I'll tell you what, my asshole tingles real fucking erratically when I see stuff like I was, there was a teepee outside of a building that I was working at a couple years ago. And then uh, they were saying, oh yeah, we we have people uh, coming in here, homeless people coming in at night. And I was, and so they hired a security guard to then keep homeless people out. The the indigenous uh, culture here is people are pretty fucking racist and don't treat people very nicely. Yeah. So essentially, they were keeping a lot of like indigenous people from seeking shelter from the rain in this makeshift teepee that they put up to pretend that nothing went wrong. Yeah. So I complained to the building because I was like, this is, I was like, this is outrageous. Like, this yeah. is, not only is it incredibly racist, it's insanely ironic. Yeah. So I go, just so you know, like, your security guard out there is joking about this. Yeah. So shut up. Yeah. I asked, uh, I was like, you take that down. Yeah. You know, either c- celebrate heritage properly. Yeah. Like, you should have somebody uh, whose actual roots that is main- maintaining it and creating mm-hmm. jobs for, for people. Or take it down. Like, I was just, I don't know. Yeah. As it, it does, there are parts of, of the city that, that need a lot of work. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. I mean, unfortunately, this was, the they only changed the name from Indian Village in 2016, which is way too late. Right. But kind of going back to Weedick, he really, his whole spiel, I mean, he was a kind of a vaude, vaudeville kind of Wild West performing kind of guy. Right. That was his thing. Um, and he said, as like a promotion, visit Alberta before the golden opportunities, picturesque writers and Indians are gone. So that was kind of his vision. I mean, it's been part of the Stampede since the beginning. They've had teepees, traditional dance, drumming and singing, meat cutting, storytelling. Um, there's two dozen, oh, I'm going to screw all this up now, Sixita. Sixica. Sixica. I'm just going to get you to pronounce all this stuff there. Stony Nakoda, Sixica, Susina. Uh, nations, and uh, Kainai people as well. Thank you. <laughs> Thank welcome. you. And one of those people that, that was talking sort of about this name change was Violet McGuinness. And uh, she is, she's one of the many families that have been involved since Stampede started. So it's a multi-generational thing. So some right. of those teepees are, you know, right from 1912 and, and represent that culture's Uh, designs. Right. And she sort of said of this situation, when you're suppressed and you have to hide yourself, your identity, all your ceremonies and your outfits, and if you can come and do it publicly, of course they came. Right. Uh, And she says, I chose to look at Calgary Stampede in that light. 
so it's it's complicated, but they are allowed to vote, so. Oh, yay. Yay. It also kind of forced a lot of non-Indigenous and Indigenous people to interact, which is still, and was at the time, uh, rare. So I think that's a really important part of right. having that as part of the stampede. In case you're always wondering why you're not supposed to say Indian when you're referring to somebody from North America, it's basically because the dick of all dicks, Christopher Columbus, <laughs> when he came, he was lost and thought he found India, and so he called them Indians. Yeah. He was like, you guys are Indians, right? And they're like, no. Yeah. <laughs> no, we're not. Yeah. We're, uh, Turn back around and go away. And he was just like, okay. Okay. So now you're my slaves. Yeah. Yeah. Great guy. Torchless statues. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I say torch. Um, and then, so now the new name, Elbow River Camp, is comes from the interaction before colonials kind of showed up. A lot of the tribes didn't speak the same language, so they would often use a form of sign language. So if someone uh, asked where you were going, they would point to their elbow, meaning right. that they were going to the Elbow River. Oh, fantastic. And the Fort Calgary area, which is where the Stampede Camps are. It is, it is truly right on the banks of the Elbow River. Yeah. Yeah. At the Elbow, uh, next, across from the Elbow River Casino. Uh-huh. What's <laughs> in there? Oh, yeah, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You, you get off at the Elbow River train station. Yes. Yeah. 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 Uh, we had an awesome experience last year. We got to see a tribe called Red, oh, uh, okay. who are amazing if you ever get a chance to see them. Um, and they also feature... They have two dancers, don't they? I think yeah. Two dancers as well doing the traditional. Traditional uh, dance. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, it was, uh, that was an incredible experience. You know, like, I, I mean, my heritage on my mother's side is Métis, and it gets less and less as it comes down the line, obviously. But that's just something that I would just, is so meaningful to me. Mm-hmm. Like, it, it really, like, I have a really emotional reaction to to seeing uh, traditional dance and hearing traditional uh, uh, cries and, and song. And it just is like seeing a tribe called Red was was a real spiritual experience. It I was. Like. Yeah. yeah, it was very. I, um, I unfortunately, am on the bad side of history. I am a descendant of somebody who worked for residential schools. So <laughs> I've always felt, ever since I found that out, the responsible in a way. Right. And so, I've you know, anytime I get to see actual indigenous culture it's very important to me and, and right uh, yeah and i am the descendant of people who are in residential schools so look <laughs> at us now we're <laughs> but that does it's growth and 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 transformation of of a nation and and i think that that's important i i feel like every week we, we touch on something like this but it's yeah. it's like you know we started this podcast to be like hey let's put booze in everything <laughs> and then you know like i think as we as we do research and look into stuff you're like I'm gaining some insight on on how uh, uh, my life has been quite privileged and and how lucky we are to just be like, hey, Kennedy, hey, let's just throw booze at it. Yeah. So, I mean, uh, yay for uh, progress and yay fight for diversity. And uh, aren't we so fucking lucky that we get to do something like that in Calgary? Yeah. So next time you, if you haven't been to the Stampede, don't come this year because it's not happening. (laughs) Yeah, don't come this year, but maybe next year. 2021, come and, uh, yeah, check out the Elbow River camp. Try to leave the beer tent. I know it's hard. And try hard. to get past the Caesar tent because it's impossible. I realize though, it's hard. It's hot. You know, it's, it's so, so hard. On the lighter side of things, in the news, Carla. Oh. <laughs> and this is actually pretty funny because this made it all the way. I mean, like I, I've got family in the states. I've we have friends in the UK. And we have friends all over Canada. 
and I got so many messages about this girl uh, at the Stampede because they were like, like we said before, like no one really knows what it is. Maybe how out of control it gets. <laughs> because like, you know, there's buses and buses of lunatics showing up everywhere. And you start drinking at 10, 11, whenever the ground's open. If you're, if you work for an oil and gas company, you, there is a boozy, there's a big famous breakfast that starts at 9 a.m. And people are drunk from 9 a.m. till about midnight. Yeah. So things get a little out of hand. <laughs> there was a, there was a young gal, uh, who was, uh, in the news here in Calgary, Alexis Furlan. And she, she was having, uh, consensual sexual, uh, relations. Yes. With not one, but two gentlemen. Oh, good for her. Hi. That's what I said. High five, gal. Yeah. I was like, you get yours. <laughs> but she she made it uh, into the news because somebody filmed it. Because it mm. wasn't... I mean, I don't feel like you should slut shame or treat somebody that poorly. But I also think you shouldn't have sex with two people in a very public place. Like, yeah. it was... It was on the Stampede grounds. Right. Outside of Nashville North. And I, you know what? I can't say that I haven't had my hands down the <laughs> pants of a gentleman or two. In, in that, it just gets so out of control. Oh, I know. But yeah, this gal got caught. And it, I literally have the article pulled up from the uh, the Daily Mail. Oh. In, in UK. Let's see it. So this is funny. I was like looking up articles and I was like, oh, this it's actually funnier to, t- to pull the one from like the UK. But yeah. This is how they phrase it. This is the phrasing of the article, which I think is so pretty. Alexis Furlong enjoyed a mutually consenting sex with two male friends at the Calgary Stampede last week, and they were secretly filmed by a member of the public. Without Miss Furlong or her friend's knowledge, the video of their threesome was posted on Reddit and then soon went viral. The 20-year-old uh, dancer and her two friends from Calgary. I like that they she keeps calling them her two friends. <laughs> yeah. Maybe they're her boyfriend. Yeah. Daily Mail. Daily Mail could not handle that. (laughs) Had been on their way to the Wiz Khalifa concert during the annual Stampede and Rodeo Expedition and Festival. (laughs) They're like, what are we doing? Yeah, like, this is really funny because that's just like, this is what the Stampede is. They were on the way from the Stampede Rodeo Expedition Festival and Fair (laughs) on the way to a Wiz Khalifa concert. The trio got the idea for a threesome and went down to a discreet downtown alley. Oh, it wasn't at, on the grounds. Oh. In, in between two industrial buildings for some privacy. Well, there you go. They tried. However, their sex act was filmed by a yet-to-be-identified witness and uploaded to a community news site on Reddit without their consent or knowledge. It was eventually removed from the site but not before it had been seen by hundreds of thousands of people from all over the world. And the images are still wildly available online. She also states that she's like not ashamed of it. She was like, yeah, I was having a great time. I was 20 years old. Like she's like, you know, she's like, who gives a shit? Like they, I didn't film it, put it up. Yeah. That guy that filmed it, he, I assume it's a guy. Yeah. Uh, He needs to be named. Yeah. He should be named. Like her name is everywhere. And how about the two guys that were, boning her how about that they well, they're should... just her friends yeah though her their name should be released i know like this is another mm-hmm. way like maybe we don't treat women very nice in this society mm-hmm. but she she's really taken it and owned it that's and she it. That's and awesome. she also started an exotic dancing career oh. uh, like based on this video because she knew that she could like go to strip clubs and make insane money yeah so i'm sure she's just like taking all that money and yeah. who's laughing now yeah yeah, yeah. so 
So yeah, that's the uh, that was like the actually the biggest news, which is so funny. Yeah, like, that's such a reflection of our society. But that's truly been the biggest news that has come out of the Stampede and made it to the UK. <laughs> I'll mention it, and people will go, oh, yeah, that chick. And you're like, yeah, that chick, I guess. Yeah. You're yeah. like, oh, 100 years of heritage, I guess, have nothing. No. No say in this anymore. No, no. Should we talk about our Caesar? Which is also kind of a confusing thing. Right. Yeah. As you said, it's a seafood cocktail. Doesn't that sound yummy? It is delicious. <laughs> Actually, I didn't, I didn't make that, uh, draw that correlation. <laughs> that is, the Caesar is kind of just as insane as the Stampede is. Yeah. It's the it's the downtown rodeo fair expedition and Wiz Khalifa in a Caesar goes. Are you ready for this? Yes. Vodka. Cool. Clamato juice, which is a combination of clam juice and tomato juice. You know when you're juicing your clam. Hey, you guys know when you're juicing your clam? Oh my god, that sounds like some sort of gross sexual <laughs> reference. What are you doing? Oh, I'm just juicing the clam. Yeah, so it's clamato juice, a combination of clam and tomato, yeah. vodka, Tabasco, yeah. Worcestershire sauce. I'm glad you're saying that because I can't say it. <laughs> Some people say Worcester. It, I think it's Worcestershire. I'm not. <clears throat> you refuse I'm not, to. I'm not saying anything. <laughs> it is It is rimmed with uh, salt, essentially. Because it's like uh, celery salt, right? Yeah, it's Although you can salt. get now, like, Caesar rim. Rimmers, yeah. Which sounds dirty, too. Yeah, it does. All drink is dirty. We're just juicing the clam and rimming our glasses here. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so it is it is that. It is ice. It is lemon. It is... Let me tell you how to make it. I'm, I'm just yelling ingredients at <laughs> What I do when I make my Caesars uh, is I, I first wet the rim of the glass with lemon. I then rim the glass with Caesar celery salt, but Mott's makes a specific blend called Mott's Caesar Rimmer. And then fill it up with ice. I then put a little pickle juice in there, or a little lemon juice, a little Tabasco, a little Worcestershire sauce. I, a dash, I measure it in dashes. <laughs> it's this is not a measurement. It's drink. essentially to taste. A shot of vodka, and then you uh, pour Clamato, yeah, up to the top, stir it, and then you uh, squeeze a little lemon in there, and uh, put you can put a uh, celery or pickle or a hot bean. It's really up to you. Yeah, and I mean it gets uh, so it is kind of just the Canadian version of a Bloody Mary, but we take the accoutrements that goes with the Caesar to high, high, high. Let me uh, just interject here with another edition of Brittany Learns a New Word. <laughs> I recently learned that accoutrements were a, a, a accompaniments for your whatever. Yeah. It gets a little crazy. There's a bar in Vancouver. I think it's called The Score on Davy. They put burgers in your drink. I mean, it's oh, odd. Yeah. It's balanced on the drink. It's not, obviously. It well, it's like essentially like what they do is they take like a stick. Yeah. And they put like, a lot of people put bacon on it. So it'll be like oh. bacon. A little have, maple bacon. Little maple oh. bacon. I love uh, my favorite thing is pepperoni in there. Yeah. So it's like it's it's gotten a little uh, it's gotten a little out of hand. They're, they're like mini meals. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it's really good because you're getting your vegetables in. Yeah, you're getting your veggies in. So tomato juice is not tomato juice. I checked tomato juice. Yeah. So it's not. Not that tomato juice is healthy either. There's a lot of salt in this. Yeah, there's it, nothing about this is healthy. Yeah. But it's, it's delicious. <laughs> but it's so good. And it is traditionally sort of a a more morning drink. Yeah, it's a brunch drink, essentially. Yeah. I, Hangover drink. If you're people <laughs> that hang with us. You're, <laughs> it's your, our first drink. You're always like, oh. I was actually demanded by a, 
a dear friend, she said, have Caesars ready when we get there, which is something my mother says to me very often, so it, it was like a triggering point for me. In her defense, she did try to buy pre-mixed Caesars, and I went, we're going to Brittany's house. Just get Brittany to make it. <laughs> I'm going to tell you this. If you're drinking pre-mixed Caesars, knock Ugh. it off. They're disgusting. They're also, not doing it right. I, I'm going to be a little controversial here. I'm a Mott's Clamato person. You do your fancy Clamato organic, came from the finest clam of whatever land. Nope. Let no, me no. solve a problem for you. Mm -hmm. Here. You don't need to find cl clam juice. And you don't need to find special tomato juice. Mott's did it already. They, mm -hmm. they said to themselves, hey, you know what's hard to come by? Clam juice. They did it for you. Just use it. The uh, Caesar, mm -hmm. and this is why we picked uh, the Caesar 40 calorie stampede beyond the fact that it is the first stop uh, when you walk in the doors. Right, yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> it is also was created here in Calgary. Yeah. Yeah, at the Calgary Inn by a bartender by the name of Walter Shell. Ooh. He was a Montenegro-born immigrant into Canada and arguably invented Clamato juice. So he right. actually, he, there's been, he's like been in different uh, lawsuits and stuff with Mott's because he, he really did come up with a mixture of tomato and clam juice. Right. Like, and then they kind of, once it gained popularity, then Mott's was like, hey, we can make this pretty easy for you. Right. Um, and, uh, he definitely invented the, he, whether he invented Clamato juice is uh, up for argument, but he definitely <laughs> invented uh, the Bloody Caesar in 1969 while working, uh, for the Calgary Inn. He was asked to invent a drink for the forthcoming grand opening of Marco's, the hotel as Italian restaurant. The beverage was supposed to go with Mediterranean food and Shell naturally thought of tomatoes and seafood. After uh, extensive exper experimentation, he created a spicy variation on the Bloody Mary, with the different principle being that he had squeezed the juice from clams and added it to the mix. Not only have Canadians invented insulin and the goalie mouse, mm. we put Caesars on our list. Yay! Yeah. And ginger beef. And oh yeah, and ginger beef. But, uh, yeah, so then uh, the Calgary Inn later became the Calgary West Inn, currently goes by the name the Owl's Nest Lounge. But, yeah, it was invented right here in Calgary by oh. uh, by Walter Shell. Awesome. That's funny that his name is Shell and that oyster from Clem. Shell. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> What's that called? Your name is your job. Oh. Ah. Like if your name is, like, Art Butcher and you're a butcher? Yeah. Nominative determinism. Non nominative determinism. Yeah, is what it's called when you name is your job. Yeah, yeah. So basically, yeah, exactly. Like Bob Fish is a fisherman, or yeah, yeah. Dan Wall is a wallman. <laughs> Sandy Floor is a person who Floor. creates beach floors in people's houses for parties. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like a lovely job. I was like, well, that was really hard to mutter out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Caesar's one of my favorite drinks. Love it. Uh, I used to spend a lot of money on. Uh, you can get Mott's Clamato in. I know at least you can get it in South England. You can get it in the United States as well, but you know what? They don't have spicy Clamato juice, which is what I always buy. Right. I always put spicy Clamato into my Caesar's. Right. Or here's a fun one: beer and juice as well. Mm. You can put Clamato juice in there as well. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. But uh, my parents, because my family lives in Hawaii, will take a whole suitcase full 
of extra spicy clamato oh, really? to go to Hawaii. Yeah. Yeah, because they don't get it there. That's good. That's and really Advil good. liquid gels. Ah, yes. Those are also very <laughs> important. Do you so, have any interesting facts? Yeah, kind of talking about food. So food's a big thing at the Stampede. They do this thing, and I think they do it now in a lot of different places, but they try to make the craziest yeah. thing. You know, like scorpions on your pizza. Deep fried literally everything. Yeah, it's like, you know, it started with like some like something very like edible, which is like, uh, you know, like deep fried score bars or something, which is delicious, but there are Mars bars. Mm-hmm. But now it's just like deep fried scorpion heads with fish guts. And <laughs> yeah. you're like, whoa. On ice cream. <laughs> on like, ice cream. Not tipsy. Yeah, there's different variations of very extreme <laughs> foods. But the most popular thing there are the mini donuts. Yes. And they go through two million. Every year. So wow. 2 million for 10 days of the Stampede. Here's a hot uh, addition to this mini donuts topic. Mm-hmm. Uh, the fella who uh, typically uh, runs the mini donuts station, and it's his trucks. Yeah. Uh, and they're specific. They're called Those Little Donuts. Mm. Forgot to pull a permit uh, last year at the Stampede. Mm. And so what would have been like 2 million you know, mini donuts made yeah. uh, was just taken over by a different guy. Oh, no. Yeah, so, I mean, he obviously would, he can reapply and get his permit back. But right, but he lost. He lost it for a year, so I cannot imagine the sale loss. On yeah. The sales loss. On that's that. crazy. Yeah. Also, the grounds. So, it's it's in downtown Calgary. Yeah. Um, but they are 11 times bigger than Buckingham Palace. Yeah. It's huge. Yeah. Like, I can believe that for sure. That's why we can't figure out a way out of the Clamato Tundra. It's not our fault. <laughs> there is a, there's a ride on the Stampede Grounds called the Sky Ride, which essentially people just use as a <laughs> way to get to the other side of the grounds. Like, it's just like a little, like, it's essentially a chairlift, like yeah. you would see at a ski yeah. lodge or, or, like, a ski hill. Yeah. And you just get on it, it takes you to the other side. Because it's, it's, I mean, I don't know what the, it, like, it's definitely a longer, it's like a kilometer away. Yeah. And let me tell you a little secret. If you're not somebody who wears cowboy boots every day for your job <laughs> to take care of cows, yeah, uh, they hurt your feet. The first few times. Yeah. Wear them a few days before, then they're perfect. Right. But I mean, like, you gotta be... The ones, actually, that I wore for Carla's wedding are still my boots that I wear, and they don't hurt my feet. But oh. if you're somebody who doesn't wear them and you just throw on an old pair of boots, hey. they're gonna kill you. Yeah. A big part of it is also the rodeo and the check wagon races. Very, very controversial. Yeah. A lot of horses die every year. Yikes that's not good. They're also very well taken care of, so. Yeah, that is. I just, next time you use a glue stick, don't judge the Calgary Stampede for <laughs> meticulously caring for horses. How yeah. About that? It's very, yeah, it's a, it's a, it, I understand the check wagon part where they, but also there's lots of those kind of things that the Grand, is it the Grand National where they just fall into a pit? No. Was it British or anything? Oh, good. Yeah, I mean, it's not animal activists. I'm going to tell you this. Animal activists, not a huge fan of the television. No. And I mean, <laughs> it is hard to watch sometimes because they get thrown around. And I mean, it is safe and it is... Right. But I mean, it's, yeah, it's controversial. Anyways, one of the things that also annoys me a little bit about the rodeo, I go, though, most of the time, that in 1912, when the Stampede started, mm-hmm. women were allowed to compete in fancy roping, which I don't even know what that means, but I love it, <laughs> uh, bronc riding, and trick riding. And now, they're only allowed to do barrel racing. Yeah. I didn't know. Yeah. Mm. You know what? I, I can go backwards on that. How did we? I gotta be honest, though, like, 
I can't imagine, and this is going to be an ignorant statement, but I just can't imagine there's a ton of gals out there that want a uh, bull ride. I would hope there would. I would not now, obviously. I wouldn't want to do it. It looks awful. This uh, tradition that's, like, really widespread anymore. Like, it's, it's yeah. definitely in the southern United States. It is. And I think they said something, like, crazy, like, 60 to 65% of the money that you win, which I think is, like, $2 million. Oh, yeah. It goes back purse. to America. Yeah, because it's typically the, the Bronco riders and stuff like that. They're all... Uh, they're all, but the chuck wagon is a uh, is a sport that is widespread throughout Canada, right. and it is uh, you know it's been around for a long time. That's the Sutherlands, right? They're the yeah, big. the Sutherlands. Yep. Yeah, they're huge uh, Canadian chuck wagon. Not to be confused with the other Sutherlands yeah, that are also Canadian. Yeah. <laughs> Mr. Keeper Sutherland and Mr. Donald Sutherland. Oh yeah, Donald Sutherland. Yeah. I do love a Donald Sutherland. Oh, good lord, that mustache! <laughs> but yeah, so there is there is a rich uh, heritage of uh, Canadian chuck wagon drivers, mm-hmm. but a lot of the bull riders and and stuff like that. The majority of them come from definitely the the southern United States. Yeah. A lot of Californians as well. For some reason, they right. always rank high up in the up in the list. Yeah, it's an interesting thing. I mean, for me, it's mostly that I come here from Vancouver every year with, I, we now have like friends that come from Vancouver as well. And it's this big part of their thing. And we all hang out as a big family. Yeah. In the Colorado tent. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So it's, I mean, it, next year, hey, and the year after that, and the year after yeah. that, uh, swing by Cal, the old, swing by old Cowtown, won't you? <laughs> and come to the Calgary Stampede. And uh, join us as we do this every Thursday. Yes. And uh, follow us on Instagram. We are at Life Parents Podcast. You can email us. Uh, idea, if you have ideas for the podcast, uh, send us an email at uh, lifeparentspodcast at gmail.com, right? Yeah. And let us know. Maybe you have your own weird festival in your country that yeah. has a weird drink associated with it. We'd love to do it. We'd love to do it. And send us versions of your Caesars. What do you guys yeah. put in? Yeah. What do you put in your Caesars? Yeah. We want to know. Uh, also, please, uh, when you listen, like, share, subscribe, and comment. Uh, the most helpful thing you can do is uh, subscribe and uh, share. We we need you to need us. Yeah. Because uh, that's who we are. And we love you so much. <laughs> so we'll see you next week. Thanks, guys.